like hello welcome to the honest wargamer i'm your host rob and this is the age of sigmar stat center with owen jackson my co-host for the show we bring you tournament results we bring you lists from winning events we bring you battle plans and most importantly rarely do we bring you stats Never yeah man uh, I mean, this is actually out. the second time I've done this intro. First time I just forgot to turn the stream on, uh, which is why we're late. Owen Jackson in the house. Hey, man. How are you? You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm excited about uh, talking about the results because there were four events over the weekend, which is pretty crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There was loads going on. I, I do agree with you, Rob. I think someone might need to phone trading standards because there isn't a lot of stats that go on here. We've got numbers. We've got some numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've got, we got some yeah. numbers. We actually do have stats. They're put into the stats program. But actually, our stats man, instead of... We don't, we've we had the kind of overarching stats for Age of Sigmar 2. We've got that as a file. Maybe we'll do a breakdown of that last next week as kind of like our final hurrah for Age of Sigmar 2. But we've been mainly setting up all the things that we need for Age of Sigmar 3. So that's kind of been our process. Well, it's like Games Workshop. They just don't do an FAQ. We just don't do one week worth of like stats numbers, basically. Uh, so that's where we're at. But that's mainly so we can get stuff ready. Uh, loads of things coming soon. Um, yeah, Owen, should we just should we just fly through stuff? Number one, how was your weekend? Fun time? How's your week been? Yeah, man. I think you might know how my weekend went. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, it was great, man. It was good to see you and hang out and watch lots of pretty good Warhammer. Um, but it's a funny time, right, Rob? That is one thing I would say for the Stat Center and for Warhammer in general. Has Owen just woken up? Yes, I have. Hi, Gabe. Um yeah, so it is a funny time, right? We're kind of at the end of an edition and, mm -hmm. you know, you, you kind of... I'm, I'm still going to play some more games of AOS too, but we're in that weird transition where we don't really know where our armies and our lists are going. And But people are having a great time all around the world playing the last... Maybe, you know, people are going, right, I'm going to put this on the table for the last time in AOS 2 before everything changes, right? Or everything changes before you can't take however many of each unit you want to take. Uh, and instead, you can take a few less. Thanks to Reman Nightspear for resubscribing. Uh, super nice of you. Also to Pino for subscribing. So big love. Uh, some big ones. Uh, oh, actually, uh, Reman Nightspear gifted a gift subscription. Thanks very much. So lovely seeing you all in the chat. Obviously, I see a bunch of you. Kench, thanks for the leak. Crazy Horse wants to point out five Spangs and Sotek lists at ACO this weekend and not a single one of the top 15. That really reconfirms my idea that um, North America just can't play Warhammer as well as everyone else. But. That's something we can come back to another time. Um, uh, talk about that. Owen's not quite sure about that particular. Hot form. takes. Well, mate, as, as, a, as, a, as a serial fence sitter, I've obviously got no opinion on that. Have I, Rob? Right. I said it one time and you're just running with this. Yeah. You're not sitting on your fence about that dig, are you? No, no, no. Maybe those fans of Sotek players should just play better. Is that what we're saying? No, Maybe. Actually. There, no, there are ways to beat it. There are definitely ways to beat it. And there were no um, no Seraphon doing particularly well in the other tournaments around the world this, this, this they weekend. They weren't. They weren't, which does reinforce oh. Crazy Horse's point. So there's some there's some real fair conversation there. And also, sometimes they didn't do very well at the uh, the Super Series as well, and we saw them play quite a bit. Rima Nicebeer, thanks for subscribing, who says, can't wait to represent Skaven on Saturday uh, at the off-the-shelf tournament. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. And Stu Redacted, thank you. Thanks to all the podcast bros. Stay hydrated. And also thanks to everyone on YouTube for being a thug or a princess. Thanks to everyone on Patreon. Owen, what's the first event we need to talk about this weekend? I think we it would be remiss not to start with what looks to be the biggest event of the weekend. Um, oh, actually, no. You're covering the one in America. Maybe that had more players. But we had we had 60 players. At, 72 at ACO. That means, okay. do I, that means I get to go first. Uh, if you want to. Or, you know, yeah. We'll break it up. You go, then I go. Then we'll break it up. Okay. 
Yeah. Like a like a game of forty k, right? You go, I go, and yeah. then or we then could roll, we could roll for priority if you want. I don't know if you have got a dice to hand. Uh, I normally would. I tell you what, let's just say I rolled a six. I've rolled a six as well, so okay, sweet, all right, cool. Well, I'm so going to start. Carry on. You I'm carry on. Start. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah, it's this is the Sydney Slaughter, uh, run by the Mortally Wounded podcast. That's James and Chris um, over in Padstow in New South Wales. So yeah, this is um, a, a regular, you know, one of the big ones on the Aussie scene. Um, so the pack was out some time ago, which I had a look at, and um, yeah, really solid pack. And Chris think, loves fucking with the rules, doesn't he? He does. I think. You know what, if there's one thing, we're going to get to it in a minute, but if there's one thing that ever epitomized kind of like a bit of a meme in the gaming world and in tabletop wargaming, which is read the pack. If you were ever going to read a pack and then use that information to then profit and perhaps win the tournament, I think this was one uh, where reading the pack uh, has um, has really made a massive difference to the winner. So, yeah, it was basically 60 players, um, $85 for the ticket, which is £46. Um, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the more expensive Aussie events, but looking still, at it... and Still too cheap. Yeah, still excellent value. Um, and there were loads of categories, you know, for like you had best in order, best you know, best in alliance. You had loads of really, in, uh, really good hobbying and painting. Um, I'm pretty sure that Ash McEwen uh, took away, um, you know, a prize with his amazing Mega Gargants and uh, AOS Coach was there doing really well. I think he picked up Coolest Army. So there was loads of really cool hobby all over um you know all over twitter um but obviously there's quite a few people going there to take out the tournament so um the rounds rob missions in advance which mm-hmm. is becoming more and more of a trend that's the way that's the way I've, I've, I've really gone full circle on this oh smorgan in the chat should have been there and i think that there were some covid restrictions and also there was um uh, the rural rampage in bendigo that that got cancelled unfortunately the whole event got canned so um yeah unfortunately the the covid is um yeah, kicking kicking the Aussie community in the balls just as much as everyone else worldwide. So, but yeah, fair play. They had sixty players here in Padstow. Um, now they were playing. The pack was missions in advance, so we're talking about escalation, uh, round one, and then they played forcing the hand, total commitment, shifting objectives, total conquest. So you know, a good pack, some varied missions, no scorched earth in there, Rob, which I know is a favourite of yours. Uh, but and also I, I, no blades edge. No Blades Edge, so props. I think Forcing the Hand, excellent mission. Um, escalation. With Escalation, Forcing the Hand, and Total Commitment, there's three missions in a row where you start very far apart. So Teleports and Fast Movement uh, would have done really well on that. But then Shifting uh, is obviously very beneficial to Battle Line and to Grinding in the Middle. And then I think, I think personally, Total Conquest is the best mission in the GHB 2020 and a really good round five pick. So yes. nice set of missions. In terms of winners, uh, it was taken out by, you know, he comes up quite a lot in the show. And obviously, regardless of the army he, he takes to events, um, Joel Graham always does well. So our winner, the, Sheffield, the the Sydney Slaughter winner for 2021 is Joel Graham with a bone splitters list. Running it's, bone also, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big event to take out. Like, he'll be really happy about that, Joel. He'll, oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be very chuffed um, at, like, to have taken it out. So big shouts out to him. Hmm. And taking it out with an unfavoured part of a, of a book, which gets taken a lot. You know, you see a lot of Auric War clans with Iron Jaws and Big War, but, but not, not a huge amount of Bone Splitters outside. Ben running Bone Grins when it first came out and taking out the Dutch GT. We haven't really seen Splitters doing that well, have we? 
Like, and the only person to five zero as well, so that's really impressive. Like, and yeah, and I, personally, I think you're pushing a rock uphill um, with uh, bone splitters. But of course, uh, we haven't talked about the fact that uh, the, the anvils of apotheosis was available at this event. Yes, so that's what I was making reference to when I was saying read the pack. Um, having looked at um, Joel's path to glory. He did actually only face one other army that, that took an Anvils of Apotheosis hero, um, and that was in his round five, and that was just a small little 90-point um, uh, sort of caster. But yeah, I've never really looked at Anvils, but I did have a look at it in research for this, and um, Gutsman in the chat is, 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 is shouting it out there. Um, effectively, he just created a hero which isn't available within the Splitter's book, and I suppose that's the point of Anvils of Apotheosis, right? But he effectively maxed it out and he put a bone splitters hero atop uh, a mount. So he ended up having, um, I thought it was a four up ethereal, but Gutsman in the chat is saying it's a three up ethereal because don't bone splitters start at a six up save and he gave it two, um, he, he was able to pump it up. Because you can see, use the same additions uh, multiple times. So he effectively ended up with an ethereal uh, three up save uh, character with 16 wounds that you can't retreat from and has a four up DPR. So effectively, I think most of the time he just YOLO and he gave it Breath of Gorkamorka. So it's 10 inch move. And if you roll, you can make it fly and double move. So like what people were doing with the rogue idol, but harder to kill because he's ethereal. Um, and he had, yeah, he had some, he had a nasty little spell on him and he had some good output. He had five attacks, threes and twos, ran two, damage four. So it wasn't just a tanking piece. He could go in and slap. But yeah, I do think that this Anvils of Apotheosis hero, um, Joel's made reference to it on Twitter. I think it was that piece that was, uh, you know, winning all the games for him. Yeah. So one of the things, um, uh, so one of the things that he did say, obviously, um, and as Morgan's repeating in the chat, because it's bone splits, you've also got additional plus ones to save. So if you're already given it, like from like spell laws and other stuff inside of their army and ability, Donaldinho, thanks for resubscribing. Big love to you. And hey, Chris, I hope camping was fun uh, and I hope it wasn't too intense. <laughs> yeah, bear in mind, Rob, obviously he's made it ethereal, so you can't buff that save then. So all the all those buffs would be just going on to the lads, the troops. Because if I, if I talk to you about the list top to bottom very quickly, uh, he has his Swamp Boss Edrix on Margul, so a 400-point Anvil's hero where he's maxed out everything. And then he had another little uh, hero, and then he had four Wardocks dancing and buffing away. Um, and then 30 Savage Oryx, 30 Savage Oryx Arrow Boys, five Boar Boys, and then two units of 10 more boys in a Cop Ruck. So if I'm not mistaken, it's like a five or six drop list. Um and yeah, I think it just goes to show, I mean, all the buffs and everything, he ended up using one, two, three, four, five. Six. I mean, he used like 10 or 11 different ways of buffing up this one character to make him um, <laughs> super, super obnoxious. But people are saying in the chat, like, oh, look at this, you know, this is, and, and it's valid. There's two arguments here. It's valid. It's like saying, oh, look, somebody's manipulated the rules to, to create this, this thing, which is quite obnoxious when, within, the, within the build. But everyone had the opportunity to do so, right? No, you know? I don't think that's. I don't think it's a valid argument at all. He just used the rules. Like, yeah. like all love to Chris and and everyone else, but like, I wouldn't put this event in the stats. Like, it's a narrative event. As soon as you include anvils of apotheosis, it's a narrative event. Like, like, it doesn't belong in match play, my opinion. And like, mm. that's my opinion, not like the the facts. But like, you know, it's just it's just silliness that you can't prepare for. It's just some silliness that turns up you can't prepare for. 
that's what I'm out. Uh, like, and so I'm just like, oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, big shout out to Joel for, Joel for doing it. Right? He's like, cool. Here we go. Bosh, bosh, bosh. Right? Who came second? What was it? second and third? I mean, second was um, a list that we've talked about before, run by a player that we talked about before. So this is Matt Campbell. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he normally plays Corn. Um, and he was running the the Tempest Eye Aethergard Windrunners list. So he went 4-1 with that list, uh, which was, you know, all of the Pistoliers running around and shooting. And he had actually, he came second with a, and he's got a battle mage on Griffin in there, Rob. So I always think that's a 300-point tax. And he's not even using it to, like, fill out a battalion or anything. He's just got it in there because he's a bad man and he, uh, you know, likes to play 300 points down. But that's not true. I'm sure there's loads of tech in there that I don't see. But um, yeah, so with it, battalion, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got a couple of gun haulers in there, loads of pistoliers, um, and yeah, insane movement and shooting in multiple phases. Um, yeah, it's cool. And then a nice uh, Griffin, uh, free guild general on Griffin for the, um, you know, a nice little bully piece. Yeah, the whole army's really fast, and you know, so he's obviously playing really well into these missions where the objectives are quite far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was Matt in second. And then in third was Rod McMurdo, and he ran a, an Iron Jaws, Iron Sons list. Um, so this was, you know, Mechanboss or Moor Crusher, I believe, in my notes. Yeah, he it was it's it's who Joel beat in his round five. So this was, you know, an Iron, classic, pretty classic sort of Iron Fist build. Um, but, yeah, if we very quickly look, I can give you the info on um, on what Joel beat on the way through. Um, hear it, please. And this just goes like I love it so much, Rob. Are you ready? So round one, he played Dracothian's Tail Seraphon, which had a Dread Saurian in the list. Classic Australia, right there. Round two, it was uh, Slanesh with Archaon in the Celescan Host, with Triple Soul Grinder in the Demon Steel Contingent. So I mean, he might not have an Anvils of the Apotheosis Hero, but he's an absolute legend in my eyes. I- I think the guy who wrote that list is from the Anvils of Apotheosis. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> way he could have got so mad. Uh, great work, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then Joel, Joel in his round three, he beat uh, a very hero-heavy OBR list. So this was Mortis Praetorians with Catacross, Arcan, and Xantos. Um, and then some Death Riders and some Mortec Guard. Um, I've seen that list popping about a bit. And then, then he beat an Urbaz list, Caradron Overlord's Urbaz. Uh, with an ironclad full of thunderers and some gun haulers and, and, and a big unit of sky wardens. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in round five, then he took out the uh, the Iron Sons, Iron Jaws lister that came in third. So, yeah, hey. it sounds like there was like some really interesting lists. lists there. Yeah. And I think, you know, I do agree that everyone plays, you know, they're all playing the same version of Age of Sigma, weren't they? They all had the same opportunities um to to create an anvils hero um just looks like joel created the biggest baddest anvils hero of the weekend right and and it played i think the thing that he did was he made that hero and then he was able to put the glow in criticizing anyone for taking it oh i don't know like fucking what like if it's in the pack someone's like you can bring a bazooka to this event you'd be like oh fucking sweet yeah yeah exactly (laughs) what the fuck that's the first thing you do. You just be yeah. like, right, what's the biggest bazooka I could get? Um, do bazooka arms count? Like, can I have, like in um, a, a, the Dawn of the Dead? No, that's not the one. Um, doesn't matter. With the vampires in the titty bar when he's got the 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 gun penis. Do you know the one I mean? 
mate, I don't obviously stay up late enough for you and watch weird films. You should watch on the that. Internet. It's a really yeah. good film. I can't remember what the film is called at this point. I think it's Danny Trejo. Dust Till Dawn. Thanks, boys. But yeah, I'd get a bazooka that was that, is what I'm saying. Sweet. Which is what Joel effectively did. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, he smashed it out of the park. I do think the thing that was really cute is that he was able to put the four up DPR, which is just an extra layer, which is obviously from the Bone Splitters book, uh, the, the glowing tats, which I think made it. I don't think it works as well without a four up DPR. But yeah, mm. fair play. Smashed it. And it sounds like looking at all the pictures online and stuff, everyone had a great time. Um, you know, doing the Super Series, Rob, it's just as much about getting a load of like-minded people in a room together, isn't it, really? And having a... That's what, that's what we're here for. We're here for fun and adventures in Age of Sigma. Uh, that's what we're here for. Like, and, and like very much like you're like, what the fuck are those lists? Because honestly, and I mean that in all seriousness, what the fuck are those lists that he had to play against to get there? But that's awesome. Like, when you say, what the fuck are those? That's great. It's great that that's part of the process, in my opinion. I love that. Like, I like that people just trying their hardest with whatever they can try and put together. Like, and I think that that's fun. So more of this. More of this is what I'm going for. More of that. Well done, boys. Uh, and well, and you know what? Fucking well done to Chris and the lads, actually, from the podcast for running the event. So Chris, uh, Welfare, and James for doing the Mortally World podcast. Because it's going to cause issues. People are gonna, some people are going to be pissy about it. Some people are going to be on the other side. But they're like, do you know what? I just want people to come and have fun, create some stupid monsters, and have a great time. Fucking well played, lads. I'd not have done it, but I'm really happy that they did. Shit, man, I would have loved to, you know, been there playing. Like, I've never happened. been to a Psytrance night, Owen, right? But I'm glad people, like, make them. Do you know what you're, I mean? You're missing out, bruv. You are missing <laughs> You've been to one. I've been to a Psytrance night. Did you do all the uh, neon colours all over and do the whole dancing? Come on, man. I grew up in, like, the wilds of Wales. You know, Psytrance weekends were, like, you know, two a penny, really. Are we going to go camping or are we going to go and get messy at a Psytrance event? That was kind of, like, the every uh, the decision every weekend. Why not both? That's yeah. the real That's the real <laughs> Let's put those that jammed girls together. Uh, hey, Elite Four Blue, love you. Great seeing you in the chat. Missed you. Um, and like Iron Gutsman says, kind of fun to do an Anvil's event before it gets binned in AOS 3. I think that's super fair as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right, do you want to know about my event? Yes, please. Uh, so this is ACO Atlantic City Open, uh, organised by not the murderer, Martin Orlando. Yeah, that's who we've got. You didn't laugh, I'm so proud of you. Right, there were 72 players. <laughs> I love that guy. I fucking love you, Martin Orlando. Um, <laughs> 72 players, five rounds, yeah. Uh, in first place, uh, I don't have the name of the first place player. It's very hard to navigate BCP, which is really stressful because I'm using it for my personal events, uh, the uh, the Honest Wargamer events at TSN Arena, so hate that. Um, anyway, uh, in first place, if anyone has got this, um, is an or Oh, God, I'm going to have to say the words, aren't I? Aurelan Legion. Aurelan Legion. Uh, Luminous Throne Lords, this. And this is the important point. Um, uh, they have got. Uh, they're they're not in they're not in Sire. They were in Elithia or Elithia, uh, if I haven't said it before. Now it's there's forty Sentinels, sixty Wardens, two units of five Dawn Dawnroiders. Uh, no, no steroids. Dawn Riders, and they've got twin stones, and they've got two Cathalars. So no Teclis. So minus Teclis. But it's got those forty Sentinels. And I think one of the interesting points about the Sentinels, the Wardens, by the way, were split up into two twenties and two tens. Love that. I think that's really nice as kind of a disposition because i think that's that's one of the things you got to kind of ask yourself and that's why i love no tech list just more threats right 
Yes. Hey, Rob, awesome. one thing. I hate yeah. to spoil your thunder. That Alithia list was was winning after day one. It didn't win the event. Am I wrong? You are wrong, I'm afraid. Well, where am I? Where's my fucking thing, then? Oh, flip. I did so much research. Oh, have you got the have you got the info now? Yeah, I do have the info. Okay. I don't need that Alithia Ignore list. me. Go on, then. I, look how many notes. Full of notes. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Who came first, then? Fuck it, we'll skip it. But Big Jables, I'm just going to go straight to the narrative things. Um, uh, Big Jables, my friend from the Rage Seabar podcast, he won Best Sports. And then my other good friend, um, Joe Pagano, won Best Painted. I feel like such a dick. I'm like the ultimate um, actually. I just um, actually, no. like, live in I the mean, middle of your show. I'm fucking wrong, so just go for it. Tell me. <laughs> so Barrack Zilfin won. Oh, uh, with, um, yeah, he had a, a, an Aether Chemist, uh, an Endred Master with Dirigible Suit, and then he was basically... Iron Sky Command. Yeah, Iron Sky Attack. Vortex. And an Ironclad. You got it. And an Ironclad. Sweet. Did he, ha- did he upgrade to the fucking cannon? He's the, he, had the field, he had the battle ram, which gives him like an ogre charge. Oh, nice. That's good. But yeah, it's two, two frigates and an ironclad, a few units of Arcanaut Company. So it was like low drop, all the guns, Vortex in the middle. Let's go. Um, yeah, sounds pretty horrible. Um, and yeah, he won all of his games. Uh, that was Mr. Gavin Grigar, or Grigar from Harambe's Heroes. Won all of his games. And then there was another 5-0, and o, Rob which is um, Anthony Trentanelli uh, with a Slaves to Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne, Rob. Yeah, so, it, was, um, it, was the, it was the one that was in the Play Touch Warband, right? Yeah, and I think, that's, I think that might be one of the first five and O's for that list, just sneaking, sneaking it in before the end of AOS 2. So, yeah, he, um, he was two battle points down to um, two battle points less than the, the Zilfin list. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Anthony Trentinelli from the Raptor Magic uh, Club. So yeah, good for him. But then, interesting look, Rob. They didn't have um, Grave Lords in yet because they don't have a um, uh, an FAQ. So nice shout. work, Martin. Great nice. shout. No FAQ, no play. That's yes. me. Some people are like holding up placards, like no justice, no peace. I'm there, straight up. No FAQ, no play. Every event. I've been protesting for months, but no events have been on been useless so with that in mind uh, a legend called nate trentinelli oh he might be the brother of anthony trentinelli we might have a bros like high-fiving each other on the podium here because it's fucking great legion of blood rob legion of blood went 4-1 and, nice. and came and came in third yeah so um, blood but, nice in? Three uh, i think it had two tens and a five if i'm not mistaken and four two manchies i think it wow. was that mad list that's oh, there we go. Crazy Horse in the chat. I played Nate in round three and it was so much fun. Yeah, nice. if, if Crazy Horse could confirm, I think it's that list with four. Oh, yeah, he had uh, 80 Chain Rasps, four, um, four Tomb Banshees, and then a load of Blood Knights and maybe a Vampire Lord. But yeah, fair play. It's, it is cool when somebody has their like swan song. I'm going to take this army out. It's the last time. I love this army. It's going to go away. And then they, they rock up with a podium. Props. Ooh. Um, amazing, amazing work! Congratulations, that's really cool. Um, Especially the brothers doing it. Do you think they play a lot of practice games about against each other to try and like build up the reps? Yeah, you'd imagine so. Imagine if you like, you know, you and your bro just 
you know, where he had a table at home and he could just play all the time, right? You, you hear stories about the My Hill brothers playing all the time, and that's why you get good at Warhammer. There's no. There's a 40k sports house. The art war guys all live together and play Warhammer with each other all the time. Wow. Yeah. Is, is it like a it's like a fraternity? Yeah, I imagine they have bunk beds just like a true uh, Warhammer house. Yes, and Snoop Dogg plays at their like little frat party, and then Will <laughs> Will Ferrell <laughs> goes. Nice Will Ferrell's there running through <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking adventure that must be. Um. <laughs> So just a shout out now to a few people uh, who also got some good four ones. So uh, your boy Joe Cryer, taking that, Nation. taking the Helon Nation. Um, yeah, he he went four one. Um, a chap called Joseph Urban went four one with a bold no, 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 not not a chap called Joseph Urban. The Joseph Urban, fucking legend that is, amazing human being. So oh wow, okay. Did you do it with his more tribes? He did. Boulder had more tribes. For yes, one. Uncle Joseph. What a, he's a great guy. Really great guy. Really, really good. Um, another great guy that I recognise the name of is Corey McKinney. I believe that he might be a Canadian player. He, he came to quite a few of my TTS events. Uh, and he ran a Legion of the First Prince to 4-1. Um, and then rounding out the 4-1s, James O'Brien, not the left-wing um, sort of media commentator from LBC, a different James O'Brien, he um, <laughs> he took a Daughters of Cain Hagnar list, and um, and he's from the uh, the left coast Corsairs, and yeah, he went four one and came in fourth. So listen to that for a top seven. Okay, uh, good for me. Wait, so the the top bracket is two, right? Five and O's are. We had two five and O's, and then on my screenshot that I've got here, I've got uh, six four ones or five four ones. Okay. So um, we've got uh, Lumineth, Realm Lords, Helon. Boulderhead Moor Tribes, uh, Legion of the First Prince, um, uh, Slaves of the Darkness, Daughters of Cain Hagnar, Legion of Blood, Slaves of the Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne, and then Caradron Overlords. So yeah, no Seraphon up there, no Zinch. No Zinch. No IDK. No, 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 no DOK? Okay? No uh, yeah, just the one Hagnar in fourth. Right. Okay. Okay. So sure. yeah. But but hey, did you see the pictures of the event? There was lots of like tournament envy going on, wasn't there? You know, loads of space, you know, uh, loads of good terrain, and then the price support seemed to be pretty pretty good, right? Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty phenomenal. Sometimes you were winning like four or five hundred dollars worth of stuff in price support. It was pretty wicked. Um, so I think uh, I think that's that's yeah, really really impressive. It looked like a great event. Like looked like people were having loads of fun. Uh, like tables were spaced out really nice like looked looked really cool so I think uh, I think uh, sh big shout out to the organizers and Martin was running that event I think so big shout out to him um, uh, and then yeah uh, it, it well, kind of looked like one of those big American events that you um, that you are jealous of right you know it's in like a big air-conditioned like function room of a big hotel and there'd be lots of like really nice food and drinks and you know I can imagine it was yeah, a good time. I'd love to get over to one of those big uh, American events. Rob. See, I've been. I've been to Adepticon, right? Like, I, I could leave it. You feel lost. I felt. I felt lost. Like, mm. like this. Like again, people obviously love them because they spend loads of money going to loads of these events, and they're very much loved. They're mm. wicked. Um, and I also don't want to play in like a, a crap school hall. So I also don't want to go like slumming it like. Uh, like we did back in the day in Warhammer Fantasy Battle Days. But I just sometimes think that those like huge mega events, sometimes you get like a bit lost in the crowd. 
That's what I'm trying to say. Like that's okay. how I kind of felt. Um, but whatever. Like, you're like the fun. you're like one of the three bears, aren't you? You're so bloody picky. No, this this event's a little bit hot and this event's a little bit cold, but <laughs> this one right here, this one's perfect. Just right. This one's just oh. right. <laughs> Uh, anyway. uh, fine uh yeah all right <laughs> noted and taken so uh i won't i won't listen to like i won't make that complaint again but look like a great event right hey man people get to play warhammer with with friends old and new all around the world and i'm jealous and happy for them in equal measure so good on you peeps and shout out to all the tos um putting on you know these events um yeah so i know that martin was really um keen to make a massive success of that and put a lot of work into it so um yeah good good on you martin i'm Nathan, sure that if you we'll... start calling me goldilocks all the time i'm gonna be fucking livid i mean yes <laughs> remember it now we started right here <laughs> carry Rondy, on Rondy locks. Rondy locks. <laughs> oh my god okay okay what's the next so one as if by magic, we're going to now shoot and fly. Imagine our carbon footprint if we were actually doing this reporting live. We've flown <laughs> from Australia all the way over to Atlantic City, and now we're going to fly back to New Zealand here. So um, this was the Age of Sigmar event at um, NICON um, in a place called Hut in New Zealand. I'm sure it wasn't in a hut in New Zealand. Um, I'm sure it was in a bigger... No guarantees, though. Bigger premises than a hut. But yes, it's a place called Hut, H-U-T-T, and this is Aiden Nicole. Now, I've seen Aiden on Twitter quite a bit. I think he's putting on quite a lot of events at the moment. So props to Aiden for um, supporting the community. Uh, this was 26 players um, playing a two-day event over, you know, so uh, five five games of Age of Sigmar. Um, so, yes, and this was won by um, not necessarily a show regular, but certainly somebody that's come on the show quite a bit, Rob, and somebody that you really enjoy listening talk about Warhammer. So, Sean Tubbsman. Tubbsy! Uh, yeah, what an incredible human being, uh, and no messing about. Like, also, nice back to back. So this is the notorious AOS podcast. If you guys want to go listen to those boys, back to back, you've had uh, Big Sean take out uh, an event, and now Tubbsy's come back and taken out his, his event. So it's a double tub meta, and also followed up by a Super Series event at the weekend. Obviously, uh, we have Matt Grace, who's also a New Zealander as well. So uh, New Zealand boys, wherever they go. Part of the part of the, I mean, in New Zealand, they're obviously going to win most of the time. But like, anyway, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, it's quite a small country, but they, you know, they're they're developing, you know, and they obviously play a lot of Warhammer. So um, these these boys are taking it out. So yeah, um, I think Sean's sort of um, his synopsis of the weekend and how his path to victory was quite succinct. I did really appreciate that. I'm not sure how family friendly it is. Um, so maybe we'll we'll kind of do a slightly different approach but yeah he did five and oh um and uh, this was with if it, when the doc book came out before i sold my daughter's army i was going to play something like this because it's not all in shooting like the, the uh caliber on list it's got some pretty horrendous combat so um yeah he was playing keltnar which i think this is the first time you've maybe seen keltnar do really really well i know liam burnett blue's been running a really good um, keltnar list over in australia um, but yeah, so this is a four drop, um, based around the Viperic Guard. So he has, um, Marathi Kane and the Shadow Queen. Um, and then he has a Hag Queen on a Cauldron of Blood, who's got a five up DPR from the artifact. 
Um, and then a Blood Mac producer who makes all of the snakes battle lines. So he has 15 bow snakes. Rampant bow crime, Rob. Shooting for days. And then two units of five combat blood sisters. Uh, and then 10 witch elves and 10 canary life takers. Um, so this is Keltnar, which is uh, the whole army retreats and charges, Rob. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so basically, I, I think that this is the most destructive version of the Shadow Queen you can build, because if you get Mind Razor and Cataclysm off, then she's effectively Ren 3 with Heart Render on the charge, um, and damage, I think the damage goes up as well, um, and then you've got Exploding Sixes, um, and yeah, and then obviously bow snakes shooting in the hero phase and then moving and shooting in the shooting phase and yeah so he's got like this scalpel applied damage a huge beat stick that he can just throw off and then the the 10 life takers um they can do a hell of a lot of work on the charge as well right and they've got a 14 inch flying move um so yeah i really like this and i do really like the circling flock you know we've talked about the um the fanged circlet for the zeech host arcana giving you those free screamers Yep. Um, the circling flock gives you a unit of free Kinneri. And one thing that's quite cute is that if you're up in the mission and you're playing quite well or whatever, and you don't need to drop them down early, you can actually drop them down turn five because it's a summon and not a drop down off the board. So, you know, you've got some really serious late game play with that. But, um, yeah, uh, Tubbs with Keltnar smashing it. And, um, yeah, he was the only 5-0 and o at the tournament. Incredible, incredible. I mean... He's still going to be a menace in Age of Sigmar 3. Everything we know about Age of Sigmar 3 right now. And obviously, like, um, uh, some of this stuff uh, changes around. Like, Plague Touch, you won't see that anymore. So, how's Kotec going to change? We're pretty certain we're going to see pretty drastic changes generally to all armies anyway via FAQs and other stuff. So, a lot for, uh, for the kind of ground to kind of settle. But it's going to be so fun doing the stat center over the next six months as people are relearning the the addition they're relearning the armies new units are going to become kind of like the pinnacle i thought our show next week owen we could kind of like uh say like a, a goodbye a last hurrah if you will mm. we'll kind of update any events that happen that next weekend and then just kind of say you know like goodbye to 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 terrors uh gone maybe uh or things that stood out that would that would be really fun but yeah uh, I think uh, the Marathi and the Bow Snakes are going nowhere. Is no. the point. If anything, no. they're better. Shoot, from what we know so far, shoot that you can take a max unit of 15 because you can have them as battle line if you take the Iron Scale as the general. Of course, you can shoot in the hero phase thanks to Marathi's command ability. Shoot in the shooting phase with plus one attack thanks to all out attack, the new generic command ability. Uh, so, I'm sorry, with plus one it to hit which is not good, so that's twos and threes. That sucks. And then if you charge them, they're going to get a shoot in the charge phase, which is minus one to hit, but still pretty nice. Yeah, it doesn't matter with sixes or mortal wounds, the minus one to hit, right? It um, doesn't. So that's a lot of shooting. Yeah. I mean, uh, one thing that is going to change, um, which, so, you know, pour, pour a cold one out for change host, Rob. Um, because um, Alexander Sinclair, he came in second at this event with with a Zinch Eternal Conflagration change host. So we've seen it all over um, both TTS and in real life events. Um, the change host teleport is like a massive part of, of, of that list and how it works um, and getting that one drop. Um, so yeah, Alexander Sinclair got a 4-1 with his uh, Zinch list. Um, hey, well done. Uh, and then um, in third was Bo. Now, Bo Patterson, I think he's kind of like the premier Deepkin player 
in New Zealand. His name comes he, up a lot. I think he's uh, been doing really well recently as well, right? Like he's taken out quite a few events. Like his name keeps coming up at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was running uh, a Dom Haim list, so um, you know the, the kind of anti-monster tech uh, list. Which um, yeah, and again he got a four-one. I'm gonna have a quick little look now. Let's do it live. So let's see uh, what Tubbs. Yeah, he actually, so yeah, Sean beat Bo on his fourth game and then he beat Alexander. Yeah, so Bo, uh, Sean, he beat the players in second and third place to get his top. So he he cleaned up, actually he got 100 tournament points as well. So he maxed out 20-0 every game. Wow, that's oh, impressive. So yeah, I think it would be interesting to actually get, maybe get uh, see, see what Tubbs has got to say about this because, um, yeah, to, to not drop a point all weekend... Um, I can see now why he was so bullish on the internet, Rob, because um, you would be after not dropping a point, right? <laughs> you would be after not dropping a whole point. <laughs> I think also, I think also sometimes there's some clarity and beauty in concise statements. Uh, I've got to say, yes, I've got to say, uh, I think that's that's really helpful. So again, I think you, I could learn. I think I could learn a lot from Tubbs in that case because I ramble on here every day. Well, some no, days. we like you rambling on. Can we get some love for Owen in the chat, please? Stop it. No. Also, I yeah, I think um, we we kind of given a little overview, but there's um, there's also I'm sure there's lots in these lists that we're missing. Um, so if anybody wants to um, you know contact me and let me know what I've missed out on on some secret tech here and there, then um, yeah, let, let imagine let how much secret tech there's going to be in the next like next edition of stuff. It's going to be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. So that was not that was that was New, that was New Zealand, right? Yes, that was New Zealand. So we've crossed the globe. Um, and that was the three main events that uh, I was able to pick up on this weekend, apart from the um, Super Series, obviously, Rob. Um, that was uh, huge shout out, of course, to the Bad Moon Loons uh, for yes. taking that event against the Dragon Slayers. A excellent uh, second place uh, team. Very much looking forward to them uh, returning. Uh, lots of things uh, to learn uh, from the Super Series. Loads of things that you can go back and watch. Uh, we saw Gargants play a lot. And I think um, my feeling about Gargants kind of uh, was... Uh, settled i i gotta say i kind of undulated up and down about gargants um knights of the empty throne actually um you can see where they are weak actually be like uh, versus maybe an archeon build and i think uh, very interesting that we saw someone this weekend go five and zero with them so i think that's very very impressive uh with that play touch warband knights of the empty throne so that throws even more in uh lots to break down i'm gonna do like a whole show on it I think about like learned experiences from those particular games. Not sure how relevant they'll obviously be uh, with the new edition on the way, uh, but like some some incredible games, some just stupendous moments. I think that's kind of fun, like big moments, people kicking objectives, running over crawlers with uh, big mega gargants. Uh, like as much as like that was really fun. Uh, so yeah, some really 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 fun stuff, um, and and excited to see. Um, like what something like the next Super Series will bring. But of course, uh, yeah, I mean, they they it's a pretty grueling... Actually, from a tournament format, I haven't really thought about it before, uh, Owen. Like, mm. how do you feel about the fact... So the winning team um, went through nine rounds as a team to get through to the final. So they had to... They had to... They had to best... Uh, not, well, they had to best three teams, I guess. Mm. But they, they went through nine rounds. That's pretty grueling, actually, as a, as a setup, right? Yeah, it is. I suppose it's like anything in life. When you do something a lot over a quite a short period of time, you get that real concentrated knowledge, don't you? And you become very um, au fait with your list. And I think you could see that with um, with a player like Tom Gilboy. You know, his list didn't really change through the course of the event. There were some few tweaks. 
Um, and he was so decisive and so confident with the way that he was playing. And he did take some some risks. Um, but, but yeah, seeing seeing those players, you know, imagine that. You know, some people don't play nine games of competitive Warhammer with a with a list in a year, whereas he played nine games in a month. Um, yeah. And uh, and then you you conversely you you contrast that against maybe uh, the players who are having to chop and change their armies quite a bit, and you know weren't you know they were having to adapt a bit more. And, and but then maybe... but then that's where you bring something like Andy Hughes into account uh, 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 again. So he had to go like. He went 3-0 with his fire stairs. Then he went 3-0 with his OCR bone reapers, and then unfortunately went 2-1 um, with his uh, with his legions of Nagash. But again, you get to kind of really understand play style. Like if you were a new person, you're like, how do you like to play? You would have this, you know, do you like this slow, methodical grind army? And you could kind of watch Andy play, and you could replicate that, which is very, very different to Tom Gilboy. Again, both of those 8-1 players over the course of the Super Series, where they have this very like. It's very kind of like, I'm going to just make, I'm going to force an engagement early. You're going to have to come to me. You're going to have to like, uh, you know, kind of like miss me. And then similar, we saw a lot of the same Seraphon-ish lists, but we saw them played definitively differently. Like, we saw them played very differently by lots of different people. And I think that that actually, again, you had some sort of more castle builds that were more defensive. You saw some aggro plays, like just some very fun, like when you condense all of those games into quite a small window of time, mm. then very much like when we do the stat center. So like when we go and look at like, okay, another Marathi Bosnik list is doing well in uh, New Zealand. Of course, it's also doing well in Australia. There's another one that's doing well here. Like we had Henrik who played here. He went three and zero with them. Like once you start to see that, you can kind of generate these trends. But when you get it all condensed into one place. You can really start to see, like, oh, okay, there's this like consistent playstyle that does quite well with with this particular army, or there's a playstyle that you can replicate across multiple armies. I think that's fascinating and something we could talk about forever. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, obviously, to Bad Moonlings winning the event. Uh, so we finished up this weekend. So that was a, a good one, but didn't need talking about. Uh, you should all know. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I think it would be remiss not to just at least give give five minutes on the stat show, right? Because it was a pretty pretty great event. Um, and then looking forward, Rob, it's a bit of a quiet one this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have been contacted. Um, there's been um, Duncan, who's known as the piss poor general. Um, he has been um, he put on a, a sort of a, a GT event, which was based around multiple heats that you qualify for. So I know that you you'll kind of like this format because, um, you know, you're kind of building to a crescendo. Um, so yeah, this is the little little Bo Peak GT Heat Three this weekend. Um, so he's been battling through and obviously abiding by all the COVID rules and trying to get this sort of series of um, of Age of Sigmar um, events sort of through. And um, Heat Three is on Sunday, and then the winners from the heats and also the top scoring players from the from the previous rounds all will then be meeting in a grand final. So we're going to touch on this maybe in a bit more detail next week. Um, when we get all the results in, but um, I mean, he's his very own stat center, Duncan. I mean, he sent me so much information that I need to process um, because he's got meta breakdowns and all sorts. So, yeah, I think as a as a little snapshot of, of an event which kind of went almost all the way through AOS two, um, I think next Monday we'll have a little chat about the um, the little Bo Peep GT, and we'll see who's qualified and um, yeah, have a look at some lists perhaps. Uh, but that's we coming will. up this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. We will. We also have got the. Uh, we've got an event here at the Honest Wargamer HQ. Actually, uh, we have two. 
Uh, we have a singles event. We have uh, Barbarians Brawl, which is our 16-man singles event here, uh, which is going to be really fun. And then on the Saturday, uh, we have the Tribes event, which is four-man teams of four playing um, versus each other in a kind of Super Series-style format. Um, you know, you'll be pairing cards. There's no band phase or anything like that, but just four teams of four playing out over the course of the weekend, which will be really fun. Um, I love that. Like, it's always a really fun format. Um, nice for like uh, that's going to be really fun teams we've got some team logos going on uh, a bunch of different stuff so yeah that's here so that's going to be really good as well um, uh, and Re Rima Knights bit I know I'm going to try and help you out uh, we've been using BCP more on my review of BCP as a TO soon uh, not positive will be the response <laughs> what's it is it bloody crap pairings is that what it's called <laughs> Wow, Owen, you finally got off a fence. That's nice. Uh, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. It's like anything. Once you get to know, like I, I wasn't sure about how to use down under pairings, but I've got, I've, I've got, uh, I've got into it. I've got, I've got used to the system. I know how it works, and the information is all in there. Yeah, fence hammer, nice one, Scribs. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. So what you've got singles and doubles. Also, I think no, I'm singles not sure. and teams. Singles, and, singles teams. and teams. I think there might have been an event in a Rising Sun GT maybe at the weekend. Gutsman. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure if um, we'll have a chat with Stuart. If Stuart wants to send me some information, we can um, talk about it next week, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was running his Archeon and Glutos um, Zeech list, and obviously making loads of new friends with that over there. Okay, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many ITC points did the winner of the Super Series get? Zero. Uh, does it need to be a part of that? Um, <laughs> all right, well, exciting. Uh, so next week will be kind of a wrap-up of the competitive Age of Sigmar 2 season and series. We'll, uh, I'll bring you, we'll, we'll get these stats overlays all sorted so we can kind of have like a final look and declare a winner. Maybe say some, uh, some goodbyes to our battalions that died. Um, going into Age of Sigma 3 so I've got those written out as well so that'll be fun so do join us for like a fun kind of final and then probably probably it's going to be uh, we'll probably like not we'll probably have to pause a little bit we'll still do the Monday show of course but there probably might not be results for a few weeks up to a month as people are kind of kicking around I know there's some Age of Sigma 3 events planned and there might still be some Age of Sigma 2 stuff um, uh, to talk about, I like Aegis, the, the AOS Worlds is coming up, but for some reason they're playing second edition. So give a fuck, um, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, like, because uh, like, we want to get on with what's on, what's hot and new, right? Like, we want to like where we at, and and you list right out, you list writers out there, and all you other people. I want to hear about it. So if you guys are running like an Aegis Sigma Three event somewhere in the world, let us know. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Owen, should we, should, we, should we end it there today? We're pretty good. I think so. Yeah, why not? We've all got, um, you know, I better go and do my real job for a bit. Boo. Boo. Um, boo. Uh, Owen, um, do you... Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I was just going to keep on rambling away. But um, no, it's nice to be back. Sorry, I mean, you know me. I would have done these shows every week, but uh, real life getting in the way and all You've that jazz. You've been doing great. But... And we all love have you I... being here. Thank you. Like, you're my co-host for the Stats Center. If you're not here, it's just you and me, baby. It's just me. Right, that's what we're doing, yeah? That's, that's, we're going to get... I'm going to change the overlays at some point. A re, big refurb coming soon to the Agency Master Stats Centre. Um, big shout-out to you. Also, we've, uh, we're designing some gaming tools for people uh, playing Agency Master 3, uh, the Stats Centre crew. We'll talk more about that later. 
um, in the weeks, but we should be able to provide you guys with some uh, stat sheets for Age of Sigmar 3, so you guys can download those and use them for yourselves, as well as helping run your own events, and some scorecards and some of the little bits uh, which will be helpful for you. So, um, And that will all be free, stuff that we're just doing to help the community out, so we'll let you know more in the future. Any shout-outs you want to give, Owen, before we head out today? Uh, I'll shout-out Cousin Adam, because he's a hero. Um, Jackson. And I'll shout out, I don't even know the guy, he doesn't know me, but I just think that Sam Lenz is a lovely man, and I love the way that he does his um, little painting tutorials. He's like a rock star. If anyone hasn't seen Sam Lenz's, um, yeah, L-E-N-Z, yeah, his painting and his approach and the way that he motivates the people that watch his little videos, like 10 out of 10, love that guy. So, um, yeah. And what about you, Rob? Are you shouting anybody out today? Uh, too many people shout out. I did an entire show shouting people out yesterday. Uh, lovers, uh, Ziggy, Ziggy always for helping us with the stats, uh, superstar, the stats crew, helping us fill in all the stats information, uh, just all great people. So you, anyone, anyone, you're all too good. Uh, Diadrin actually for making us some tokens recently for Age of Sigmar yes. 3 that we can download and print. Big shout out to him. Uh, anyway, I'm off to read all of Age of Sigmar 3. Very excited. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, we'll be late, live later on today at 7 p.m. Me and the crew talking AOS 3. Uh, so do join us for that. It's going to be super fun. Uh, love you all. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Gamer. See you soon.